With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody, welcome to the latest Anfield I can't even remember. It's been that long. Hanfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kenner. I am back. I am back from holiday. It was really nice. Thank you, uh, everybody who asked. Um, and <laughs> I I missed some good stuff and I missed some um, not so good stuff. But coming back with an absolute bang for Leeds 1, Liverpool 6. And to celebrate this goal fest with me, um, we don't have the full team, but... I do have the main man, the reason why everybody listens to the show. He's had more clubs than Chagger Woods. It's Simon Brundish. Evening, Si. Happy birthday, Darth. Evening. It's good to have you back. I'm not sure you missed anything good. It was a bit of a shit show while you are away. I'd much rather have been on the beach. <laughs> with, <laughs> with your shorts on. Yeah, absolutely. I know you'd have been running on the beach probably in 29 degree heat. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Um, and we do have our resident data collection expert uh, and our resident video expert. It's my namesake, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Evening, Rhodesy. Evening, mate. Happy birthday for yesterday. We have got a little special treat for you. This was Simon's, and it does take some skill to get one this good using ChatGPT, I'll tell you that. So he must have had a good prompt. <clears throat> let's start, because we've got a readout, Dan. So don't talk. You've read it, but I think the listeners want to hear this. So let's start. Come on. Don't do this to me. The Darth, a friend so wise and true, on this day, we celebrate you. A master of numbers, a data voice. In the world of analytics, you're the best. A Star Wars fan with a nickname brand, a force to be reckoned with, you understand. On the podcast under pressure, you hold the reins. Unraveling Liverpool's numbers like a galaxy's veins. You dissect the matches, the stats, and the scores. Diving deep into tactics, your passion soars. XG and pressing volumes, a language you speak. For Liverpool's success, it's these truths you see. Virgil van Dijk, your favorite knight, a defender so fierce, he leads the fight. You reminisce the days of 2020's might, when Liverpool conquered and soared to new heights. So on this birthday, we raise a toast to the friend, the analyst, the Star Wars host. May the force be with you as you celebrate. And in the world of data, 
may you continue to create to Darth. There you go. <laughs> wow. Thanks to the mystery guest Snoop Dogg. Chat GPT analytics slash analytics slash Star Wars mashup. Absolutely tremendous say. And how uh, honest to God. Absolutely tremendous work. <laughs> uh, it's middle of a chat. We were me, me and old Chat GPT. We're having a good old chat for twenty minutes before it's uh, before we we decided to it was it was okay to put put a poem together. Oh well, it's, and we're all anyway. I don't know. One of these days, what we're going to do is we're going to do the whole podcast just by Chat GPT <laughs> and see if anybody can spot any difference between. <laughs> we will all be redundant soon. Oh dear, my dear me. Right. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for that, Rosie. Brilliant stuff. Um, right, let's talk about some fun stuff. Sorry, some f- a fun match. Um, Leeds won Liverpool six. Let, first of all, let's, as always, let's let's go into those lineups and um, uh, and, and 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 our game plan. So zero changes. Mm. How crazy is that? Radical. Yeah, very radical. Uh, given we had uh, this is was uh, it eight, a bit was it eight it was days. A, Eight days. Yeah, eight eight days. So there were that had six full training days within there. Um that so this is this would be the opportunity. I was quite critical uh last week when um in the midst of three games in f- five days, uh Klopp threw out this ridiculous change in in uh, nuanced tactic of uh of Trent's role and, and they all looked like they had no idea what they were doing. Um it kind of paid off, kind of Arsenal shit, but that's that's irrelevant. Uh, but having actual six sessions to to review, um, to walk through, to start to gain some kind of understanding of where each other is, I I, I messaged uh, what well, in the in the chat about twenty minutes in, um, I was talking to you guys about um, watching the players, how they're interacting, how they're constantly. It's one of those things that you can get. Um, I've been fearful that we lost the ability to hear Jürgen's messages and the coach's messages, because when, when you hear the same thing over and over and over and over again, and it no longer works. Isn't like a three-year rule or, you know, maybe. Yeah, it's a three-year coaching rule. Yeah. John Wooden's three-year coaching rule. But in this, it's, it's something that looks totally unique. And so there is a little bit of a tension um so the lads who obviously have great deal of respect for the boss because why wouldn't they you know uh, he's been there through everything for them i think they wanted the opportunity to uh, to listen to something new and he's come up with something and that he's probably explained why um and then going through little intricacies of embedding a new system it starts to be exciting for them and and once mm. you're excited you're motivated to listen and they're sharing with one another the little bits that that uh, they've picked up the understanding of each other's roles during the game they're constantly pointing and talking and mm. and instead of shouting and bickering yeah. um so that was so, kind of my favorite thing to watch for the first yeah. half hour so the play yeah okay really interesting um you said to also said um it basically looks like somebody's way for pro license project it very much looks like that. So, so you go to um, you missed a couple of pods where I was talking about it. The no, doctor, I listen. I listen to them all. 
Ah, job. The, bo- the box midfield that they they constant like it's the most important thing in any of the pro license or the A license coaching projects right now. Um, they're all talking about it and inverting fullbacks. So so the youngest coach at Liverpool um, will be an expert in this because they'll have just gone through their pro license um, for the last year, been talking about how they how they will utilize uh, and control space through a box. And then um, and and uh, inverting the sixes and having the inside out for uh, wingers and blah 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 blah. It's all the same stuff. Um, and so we're finally starting to adopt it, and it looks like uh, we're doing a, 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 a this nice little interchange with Trent and one of the sixes uh, and one of the centre back, which is Ibu right now um, in, mm. in two of the phases, which is quite a big change. Yeah. Um, and it's basically the UEFA Pro License project is um, the Guardiolization of uh, is that a word? It is now, I think, um, really of, of, of LFC, um, the Guardiolization. Um, but this is basically Pep ten years ago, right? Pep at Bayern, yeah, yeah, with Lam, yeah, Philip uh, Lam, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, okay. He was quite uh, successful with it, and he's yeah, trying he to do was. it now, isn't he? Didn't he? He just called out Carl Walker for not being able to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, was it was the affairs in uh, poor licenses of people doing the high press and what have you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So they're about they're about five <laughs> years behind, I think, uh, the 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 elite level. But then you come the the pressing was a is a was a huge part maybe three years ago, and then it started to drop off. It's probably it's probably worth more while. I, th- I think we've all read Inverting the Pyramid by Jonathan Wilson. It's about fifteen years old now, isn't it? That book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet when yeah. we think something's fifteen years old, I bet it's older than that. Yeah, probably maybe twenty or twenty-five then. Yeah, um, but we've all read it, and you know, I'm just wondering whether football is, you know, we are completing the whole of the football cycle here because Herbert Chapman yeah. was one of the greatest, uh, made one of the greatest teams to. Of English history, the, the pre-war Arsenal, but you know, late twenties, playing, yeah, and Huddersfield playing the WM, yeah, um, and and say you were talking about Pep playing WM two three years ago when we were there, but you know when we played him in the Champions yeah. League and stuff like that, and but you know it's almost like gone full circle, right, with with the WM, which is basically like a like a two three five or a three two five, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, a, in a completely different way, but yeah, absolutely. In two of the phases that they're, they're in a, they're, you're in the WM because um, the the big difference now, as opposed to seventy years ago, um, is hundred years ago. Almost done. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose the, yeah. the uh, volume of of surface area that that these footballers can cover, but yes. also <clears throat> the time of which it takes for them to get to to cover that space as well. That's that's hugely changed. Um, so like, I, I think we're at a, quite an interesting time in, in football in the Premier League is quite significant like, yeah. uh, there are a lot of creative or uh, creative might be a little bit too kind too generous not kind um, I think we might be in a, an experimental phase or a phase in which we have the most number of coaches willing to try something new innovative or we don't have any. We we only have Roy Hodgson left from the, <laughs> the big dinosaurs. Box yeah, well, and, I mean, and Lampard. 
De, de Zerbi, <laughs> yeah, de, 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 Frank Lampard, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that that made me laugh on holiday. And Roberto De Zerbi at Brighton, to be fair, he was shaking up Serie A with his tactics. He was getting a lot of people very hot under the collar with the things they were doing. They were saying it was like anti-Italian almost. To, but, you know, he, he's continued at Brighton and he's, he looks like a real pioneer, doesn't he, um, Sai? Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. But um, that, in a way that um, you need specific players to do specific roles rather than formations, that yeah. that's impossible for grassroots to to copy, but they'll really try. Because you have to have very, very technical footballers in positions that aren't traditionally technical football because the point, what one of the big things he's trying to do constantly is create space for his fastest forwards to run into. And you do that by enticing the press. And so you want the opposition to press you. They're not coming. So you have to take longer in possession or make a riskier sideways pass deliberately to entice the the um, player off one of your um, uh, midfield pivots so you can play quickly into rebound into the midfield pivot and then break out. Yeah. No, no, I just uh, I remember talking to my brother about this when he did his pro licence and it was about 2003-04 and at first he said all the coaching was like um, organised. Oh, no. Well, yeah, organised defensive blocks into the channels, that kind of thing. But he said towards the end of it, everybody was um, trying to teach people, trying to teach the kids or the players in the academies to pass it out from the back, and it was the first thing, first thing that the first time he'd ever seen it. Everyone was trying to do it, and now obviously he's at Red Bull uh, in New York, and he across the whole Red Bull network of teams, it, all the tactics are virtually identical from. Under under elevens, under twelves, all the way up to the first team, across all the teams. Yeah, and it's the same patterns, and all they just employ coaches to do the same. Yeah, thing. they're a complete factory, aren't they? Now they really wow. are. They're an incredible operation, wow. in football. Yeah, and um, but just out of interest, though, I mean, obviously, we'll 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 get Eddie to get the checkbook out so we can get Jonathan Wilson on as a guest <laughs> to talk about his own book, but. Um, it, there was some nice chat on on the, on the Discord, Anfield Index Discord, uh, early in the week about well, okay, well if football's cyclical, if if Gagan pressing killed Tiki Taka, and if WM is now the solution here, the next evolution, you know what how what killed WM, what supersede, and the answer was, and if you go by the textbook, it was Honved, the magical Magyars, and then and then Brazil uh, with Pele as a yeah. as a teenager, and it was kind of morphed into a 4-2-4 and there was it was the best player was obviously but the star player was obviously Ferenc Puskas and he, I think he was an inside left forward right but and he scored all the goals but I think the, the key tactical player was uh, a chap called Nando Hidaguti um, and he scored a hat-trick against England at Wembley and uh, they, they thrashed England twice didn't they Rhodesy like it was it something like 7-2 and 6-3 or something 3-7-2 in uh, in Hungary yeah yeah, in back-to-back years or something like that. And, uh, yeah, he scored a hat-trick at Wembley, and he was kind of like um, a false nine when he he, he was a fo- he was in the forward, but he, he basically dropped into midfield all the time. And, and and then they dropped one of their nominal midfielders back into the back line, so it became like a 4-2-4. So, you know, maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's the next evolution side. Maybe we'll start seeing a return to 4-2-4. I, I, th- I think the thing, it actually plays into the, the thing that worries me about this new evolution in our system is that... Um, Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? 
Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. What my response to it would be, we talked about this two weeks ago um, when we played City, City was which which uh, formation would, that's formation in the structure of our team against the structure of the opposition, which formations gamble um, would pay off and who's brave enough to, to hold their nerve and keep their risk high with threat. And against us, I would stick two forwards on the touchline and go go and try and uh, tr- deal with this whilst whilst dropping off a nine and playing uh, a false nine and a t- ten as runners from off the back of Fab into the space that the centre backs are inevitably going to have to leave to go and cover the wide players. So it would be like a four-two-four. Yeah. That's the antidote to this system. It's just that a four-two-four leaves a lot of space to cover in midfield and a lot of passing lanes to to try to block up for a really heavy. We'll have five players in midfield. Well, and that and that's what that was. You know, it was four-four-two. You know, which kind of killed the four-two-four in that yeah. way, didn't it? Yeah, and, and to a certain extent, anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it is fascinating. I think basically the lesson is, size that no, no, no system is perfect. Every system has weaknesses. It's just how well you execute your game plan against the others, your your, your rivals at that, at that time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think cert, certain ones are more um, man centric in that you can. Talent, there are a few, talent. few teams around Europe that go that go right now. Uh, our man is going to beat your man individually. And it, physically, and then that's how they're going to dominate, like man yeah. v man. Yeah. And I think that's possible to do. And we could, at our best, we yes. were the best in the world at that, and we no longer are. Yeah, because yeah, we and we could literally steamroll the teams one on one. Yeah, on v one all over the pitch. Yeah. Okay, fascinating stuff. A nice little diversion there. Um, Roti, um, yeah. do you want to give us that much summary before we get stuck in? Yes. Uh... Bit of a bit of a strange one on the face of it, considering the the uh, the result. But um, non penalty xG two point five three to one point three one, thirteen shots apiece. Mm. I also think Leeds had something like uh, five out of the first six shots. Yeah, um, and the 11, first big chance, first big chance from a set piece. Um, Eleven shots in the box to seven. Seven shots on target to three, so clearly very uh, clinical in our finishing. I, I, I did see something about even Melier being statistically, statistically the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. So. Well, I think <laughs> he's conceded his last 11 shots on target. Fucking hell. Um, not <laughs> sure he could have done much with any of us, but yeah, that's still pretty... Well, I don't think that's ever happened, to be honest. Um, but yeah, in this game, we 
scored all four of our big chances, which is a huge contrast to the Arsenal game where we missed six. Uh, in the Arsenal game, we had... 20- Dan, didn't, didn't just interject. Wasn't there a period where we conceded something like 24 shots in a row? No, yeah. not goals. No, no, no Alice, goals in a row. We conceded consecutive goals in a row. It was a lot. It might not have been 24. No, yeah, there was one point where Alisson... Like 2021. Yeah, there was a period where Alisson's save percentage went down to 50% for like a run of about 13, 15 games. Yeah, yeah I think those six defeats, I think we conceded something like eight shots on target in a row or something. Yeah. From, from maybe 24 shots. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, against Arsenal, we had uh, 22% shot quality across 21 shots, which is the best I've got on record. In this, we had 18% from our 13, so one in five um, shot quality on every single shot. Uh, 24 penalty box touches to 14, which isn't many. Um, Obviously, we had the one defensive error from uh, Canate. Um, the models ranged from 2.65 and understat was the highest, 2.34 on info, which is decent range. And leads as were 1.17 on understat to 1.43. Um, our season stats, we are still um, having as many big chances as conceding. So we have it, we've got three, we average three a game, which is more than we had when we won the league, but we're conceding to 2.92 a game. Which is more than any relegated. Side. No, we've got a big, we got a big, we got a big chance difference of about plus eight in the last two games. How are we? St- how are we still level no, across all competitions? No. Oh, oh, because oh, yeah, Napoli. <laughs> yeah, no point. No, <laughs> Real Madrid. Napoli. We also had six against Rangers. So yeah, true. Yeah. Um, okay. But wow. yeah, uh, also the shots on target this season is really bad. Um, Four point one were conceding in the. And I think the league season, the league winning season was 2.1. So twice as many shots in time, twice as many big chances. Um, Yeah, so it's, it's, this is is one of those games, like the United one, where everything that we touched went in the goal, (laughs) virtually. Mm. And it didn't against Arsenal. uh, And contrasting that with the Chelsea game, when they had four big chances to our zero, um, where we got away with the point there. So we probably should have lost to Chelsea, beat Arsenal, and then this one definitely deserved to win, but not by six. Yeah, maybe it maybe a two one. <laughs> so uh yeah. Just on just on Melier, uh he you know, we always talk about Allison being the best goalkeeper in Europe this season and statistically, because he's saving so much of, of of all these hard shots on target. And in the Premier League now Allison is plus eleven point six uh goals he saved. Even Melier is minus 11.1. So there's a 20, 23 goal swing <laughs> between Allison and Melier. Spurs and Arsenal. It's mad. Jeez. And to be fair, Melier isn't actually the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. That is Gavin Bazunu. Yes, it's Southampton. He's supposed to be good, though, that Irish fella. And he, but he's 15 goals under his yeah, post yeah. shot. 15. Yeah, yeah. Is that a man? Imagine, imagine our position if <laughs> if we had Mignolet in goal. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it's remarkable how, like, we're so comfortable now having the best world, keeper in the world. At some yeah. point, we're not going to have the best keeper in the world in goal anymore, and we'll just have a normal one. So forget having a Melier, just having a, a three goals saved above average. Yeah. 
Yeah. That is just a massive drop. Yeah, and 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 just to be, to be clear, um, Allison still is leading the big five leagues in terms of yeah post shot xG saved. So yeah, still number one. The holy goalie is still number one. Anyway, let's talk about something that let, let's just say we know that everybody at Liverpool FC in the coaching staff in the brains trust in the background to listen to this podcast because about five thousand times this season we have said. The system needs to facilitate Mo Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold because they're the best two players on the ball. What is doing? The system is suppressing their output. It's not enhancing it. Other players are getting in the way. What's the Elliott role? What's this thing with Trent going into inverted false 10 positions? And, you know, what's the why is Henderson getting in the way? And, okay, we have to celebrate. We can do. We can do lots of other things, right? And we can talk about, you know, it's only two, one and a half games, and it's you know we got notes of caution and stuff like that. But let's just celebrate these numbers. One second, I've got a list of them here, and I want to come to you afterwards on this side for for, for both and, and Rosie for for um uh, for Trent. So Salah had his most shots ever in a league match in his career against Arsenal, the most xG he's ever had in a in a, in a game, also against Arsenal, and. He had 20 touches in the box, which is the most against Arsenal, which is the most by any player in any Premier League match this season. And then Trent in the Leeds game, he had his highest ever passes in a Premier League game in, in, in his game in his career. He had the second most, uh, the second highest number of touches by any player in any Premier League game this season. And on understats model, it's his fourth highest ever expected assists in a number in a single game. So we have found a way to facilitate our two best on the ball players. Do we, do we have to, do we, should we just, before we um, discuss the finance, should we just, should we, should, should we celebrate that? Uh, yeah. Like if this is, if this is the tactical plan, um, absolutely sign me up. Why the hell haven't we been doing it all season? Um, right. If, if this is just a, a lucky symptom of the new thing, which is very possible to be. I'm happy that it's it's working right now. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm not sure those numbers are actual facts, but uh, they're, but they're very high for sure. I I have him with more passes and more touches in different games in the last five years, but uh, like marginal either way. Um, unequivocally, we played through Trent at the. Um, Trent's possession um, was at the expense of Henderson's. Yeah, sign me up for that. Who wouldn't argue with that? That's the only difference. Sign Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and there was no, there was no third person getting in the way of you know, no Elliot, you know, to taking passes, you know, off them. No, no Hendo. It was just Hendo was running out of the way. It was yeah. great. Um, Virgil had a lot of the ball. Virgil had his his highest number of touches since he got injured. Um, he had uh, no one's actually talked about Virgil, but um, it's the he equaled his most number of passes for Liverpool. Um, and weirdly, Trent's Trent's highest number of passes and Virgil's highest number of passes were both in the same game. But but I get I guess the thing that was most is nicest about Virgil in this one is distribution. It was massive. Was the big dag back to back to Mo? Yeah. yeah. How long is it since we've seen that? 
Uh, uh, absolutely, sign me up. He's done two this season, which is just. And I think he did three in this game, didn't he? Yeah, it's just it's absurd. It's absurd. But even it's... if you look at the numbers, Trent's got five assists and two of them came in this game. Yeah. It was the the numbers have been so low for for uh, certain factors that this should you know blow their number their season numbers off the charts. Um, in in the game that Virgil's highest number, previous highest uh, pass total, um, he out progressive distanced it eight hundred and seventy three progressive meters. In this game, 967, which is the most by uh, um, him in his career. He had 967 progressive metres. Passing, yeah. And Trent Trent had 869, which is actually only fifth in his record. Yeah, and we're the first team to register, apparently we're the first team to register over 1,000 Opta touches in a a Premier League match this season. Um, So the best thing about... Um, Virgil is, I guess, he wasn't bored. He wasn't in Suisant. Uh, he was locked in, and he was actually looked like he was having a bit of fun. Side, like you said, yeah. Uh, I or I don't want to in. The, I don't want to piss on the fire of a great game. So we should just get on and talk <clears> about the great game. But this is very early. It's Leeds. Of our, I looked at. I was. Uh, I thought our progressive distance total, like four thousand one hundred progressive meters as a team, was a really high number. And I looked back at our history, and yeah. it's actually it. It is a high number, but, but we have four, we have fourteen other cases <laughs> where we were that high. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Probably about and, two. Other, and probably two other games against Leeds. To be fair, because we three do we games do, we, against we, Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do love. Absolutely. We batter leads. That's we, we batter leads in this manner is how we batter leads okay. vertically. So, and also there was a stat that did the rounds that Mo Salah was averaging a goal every fifty-four minutes against Leeds in his career, and that actually came down after this game. <laughs> yeah. Every fifty-one minutes down, which is unreal. We like leads. We don't want leads to go down. We yeah. don't. We don't want Southampton to go down. But fuck off, Forest and Leicester and Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. Everton. Uh, yeah, Rosie, right. I just, just, uh, I like it when side pisses on the fire again sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that balance. It's the contrast. And let, let's be brutally honest in games this season, that, that header from Rodrigo goes in and we can't come back from a 1 0 from 1 0. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at 24 minutes, they'd had five shots. We'd had yeah, one. They'd had four that's, shots that's, inside that's, our box. And that's the key. We've, we've had games this season where we're 2 0 down at that point. Yeah. And we're not coming back. So, but Rosie, just come back onto the um, onto, onto the change of shape and 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 facilitating Trent and 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 Mo. I mean, you must have got bored of us saying the same thing over and over and over again and talking about Elliot and talking about Hendo. So, your thoughts on the the, the system change and the numbers we've seen from those two players? It's just abs- absolutely exactly what we consistently said because we. <laughs> The frustration of, of a player who's probably not suited to a midfield goal in Elliot, not really knowing where he should be positioned, taking the ball on the turn on the left foot and then not giving it to more or, or coming inside all the time, which is his natural tendency. And then you've got Henderson, who's been a bit headless chicken at times, um, off the ball and on the ball, always quite safe. Um, and the key to our success over the last few years has been the, the link-up play between... Yeah. Um, more and Trent, it's off the scale. Yeah. 
how effective we are when those two get on the ball a lot. Um, facilitating it like this is 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 superb. I'm still concerned that some teams could could exploit it, and we might need a little bit of a tweak on it. But in terms of Trent's assists, expected assists, I'm going to keep banging this drum. He's had 9.37 in 29 games, in 38 games. In the in the league winning season, he had eleven point one. He could get more than that. Um, just just on understats model, Rosie. Yeah, that's, um, what, that's what I'm on. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at it per ninety, because he's been subbed off a lot this season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His, his per ninety expected assist is 0.38, which is fractionally below his career peak, which was last season. 0.4. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not the game. It's it's players who have missed the chances that he's created for them. Um, and it just sets narratives, doesn't it? And I don't, I don't know if Sai noticed this, but like, like you said earlier in the season, we were trying something with Trent, weren't we? And that's when he was getting so much abuse because teams were exploiting us so much. And then we kind of went safe again, and then they exploited that. Yeah. And then he couldn't get he couldn't get that connection with more when we went a bit safer because so he's now, too far away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So now we're going right. Okay, we've got to get these two. Um, it's not just linked with Mo as well. It's linked well with Nunes when Nunes has come on. Um, he's created a big chance against Arsenal and then created his goal in this game. Um, but yeah, yeah but and, and also the Newcastle assist was very similar to those two as well, wasn't it? So yeah. it's just get. We've got. We've had this season. We've had Fab. We've had Henderson. We've had uh, Elliot and others in midfield. Um, possibly not Thiago, who I think is a different kettle of fish, but we've had players who aren't good on the ball, aren't good no. at creating things. And now we've got a player in the middle who's one of the best passers in the world. And if we can get him the ball, cover him um, in transition, and he can find more or a another as the left-hand side or right-hand side, uh, or central striker, good, good. It, we might get exploited. Teams might take advantage of it, but... It's helping us create chances, and that's what um, quality chances, and that's what we've lacked. Can I can I add a little bit of uh, uh, depth to that? What you're saying, uh, Dan? Of course. The, in the XA, in the whole of Europe, um, outside of the Premier League, only Messi has a greater XA per ninety than Trent. Yep. Only Messi. Wow. And in the Premier League. Only Bruno Fernandez. Well, yeah. Nunes is quite high as well, but we've talked about that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. There, um, and oh, in the whole of Europe, only Bruno Fernandez has um, has been less lucky with the uh, with people missing his big chances created. So Bruno is uh, is five, and uh, Bruno's. Is six point two um, xa more than his actual assists, wow. and Trent is four point nine seven. Wow! Um, and even even his pressing, Trent's pressing in this game, Rosie. Obviously, everything was more central with Trent, including his pressing. Um, Twelve presses, ninety two percent efficiency, only one fail in there, and four four possession wins. So that that's the kind of um, deep. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have seventy four percent possession in a game, where not you know um, we'll talk about Jones in a minute because yeah, that's different. To when we hey guys, on. for the first time in first time is in his in his Premier League career, no in in his career, 
the highest percentage of possession. So of uh, our total possession wins in the team, Trent was top of the of uh, the percentage of that possession wins for the first time. He he won the ball back more than anybody else in the team for the first time in his career. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the match a bit more now. Say, um, you already mentioned the first thirty minutes. Their leads actually had. Five shots to one, and I think the XG was about 0. 0.5 to 0. That's first 25, tw- first 24 minutes, because yeah. I go I go in, in the blocks. It split the halves into halves. So you, you don't have much hair sign, right? But I reckon <laughs> I in, that, in that first half an hour, you were tearing what little hair you had left out, especially uh, Diogo Jota. Well, this is only because you've been on holiday, Darth. We've already been through this for three weeks. It's the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Jota, just... Jota it seemed to be particularly egregiously bad in build-up in that first half hour. Oh, You're wow. right, but I... Uh, I Did you get I, his possession control numbers for the... Uh, in, in, the first, in the first 24 minutes, he had a minus 11 possession control. In 24 minutes? In 24 minutes. He, he lost the ball 11 times more than he won it. But, fucking hell. What By the time now? thirty-five minutes had come come and gone, uh, that was down to that that was down to minus nine, and one of those times he won the ball back, turned into a goal. So, what? Well, he's a transition player. We always said this. He's a he's a broken play, broken field player, basketball player, isn't he? He presses a lot. Yeah, and and he created his own transition there, and then he got a nice assist for a good goal. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. He, what he can't do is back to goal, build up play in the half space against a deep set defense. He just cannot do that. No, that's it. Transition. We've got. We are just better in transition, and that. And and we talk about um, like play. Who who is good in in? Uh, we need Tiago for build up, um, for possession based, but. Problem is, slow possession is really, really, really hard to score from. And we've struggled with that even when we won the league. We have had podcasts. Really hard. Yeah. And that's the when... The key is creating a system that, that creates transitions. That set pieces, we were scoring from set pieces from yeah. these... To break the deadlock, yeah. We, we, we couldn't break them down. Yeah. It was like 14... I remember Sice said it was like 14 times in 30 games, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it was 16. Yeah. 16, yeah. Um, I think and, it was 16 in the first 24 games when we'd won the league. 16 of the times we'd gone ahead was either a set piece or um, an, a okay. set piece and error or own goal. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think you have struggled this season against teams in the lower block sometimes. Arsenal have done it as well. It's hard, especially when I think they ran more than us in the first 30 minutes. They were organized, they didn't give us any space. It's really hard. Mm. But it's even harder when you've got someone like Jotu who can't hold it up. Yeah. Same same if Nunes was playing there. Um, if you haven't got those players who have got a great touch, great control, in it, like like what Bobby used to do with Mane, it's it's so hard to break teams down. Even well, you those... have to be one touch when you yeah. when you're trying yes. to break teams down. Yeah, and if and if we're being re- if we're being brutally honest, right? The the yeah three the only player in our, our, our front four in that game who could do that was Mo Salah. But you know, and he can't do it on his own because then the other three were Hendo, um, Gak, Cody Gakpo, and, and and Jota, and 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 they were all <sighs> impotent. I would say is it? It was sterile possession, say. Yeah, we didn't really we didn't really create anything. But then no. you get that you just need a little bit of luck, and we got the little bit of luck we need. 
Yeah, because Trent forced a you know an aggressive press, got lucky with the handball decision, but then we then he Trent basically created a transition moment, didn't he, from a counter press? Trent literally created it because he made the terrible pass, yeah. <laughs> and then he won his terrible pass back. <laughs> yeah, got lucky with a handball bar decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand that. That's just handball. Yeah, I, I counted it six seconds after the handball. How is that not in the phase of play? And how wasn't it deliberately moved his arm towards you? It's just mad. It was weird. Get, get, my, my feeling is that he didn't deliberately try to... He didn't move his arm towards it deliberately to handle it. He, okay. he, he tried to protect himself. Like, in slow motion, yeah, yeah, he definitely moved his arm towards yeah. the ball, but it's so close and so fast, it's just a reaction to, to protect yourself. Yeah. Because it was, it was way too close for the brain to recognise and then try to control it. That's what counts. But it's still handball. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd have been fuming if we'd have conceded a goal like that. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a nice stroke. It was a stroke of luck, Roti. It's what we need sometimes, to, especially at nil-nil. Yeah, we've had, we've had a few. And <laughs> one of the most egregious penalty decisions not given in this game on more, where it, the, the player literally pushed him, two hands on his chest and pushed him over and nobody even mentioned it. There was, there was another one where, um, <laughs> I think it was I think it was outside the box, second half, Jota was literally... Oh, yes, yeah, flawed. <laughs> flawed. And Jota just gets <laughs> up and... Shot up the, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, the referees. Anyway, but we can't complain with a bit of luck there. But Trent puts on and he put an absolute brilliant pass in to... For Cody, uh, you oh, know. Rose was nice as well, though. That was time to perfection, wasn't it? Yeah, the overlap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Trent's ball across the six-yard box, just sublime. Perfect. And I think and I think who, that that who, is the who, definition who of uh, unmissable. Who who could finish it off? God, Cody. Cody, Cody was, but no, okay. I, I said, I said that trash, that pass from Trent was so good, and it was it was unmissable. Even Gags would have scored that goal. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> and 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 just for reference, everybody, the uh, the Darth ranks gags a minuscule amount below Gakpo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, and we will be fair to Cody Gakpo in the second half. He did play a very nice ball in for one of Mo Salah's goals. He did. He did. Uh, the second Salah goal, but so we had a, we had a bit of luck with the first goal, created a transition, and then side the only other transition moment we get in the whole half, we score another goal from. 
We've already kind of it, brilliant. Jota, Jota picked the pocket in McKinney. Is I, I off the top of my head can, can think of five different occasions where Jota's done this thing. It's not a pressing thing. It's in a defensive coming from behind, sneaking yes. around the back, Bobby style. Yeah, he picks pockets, um, and and he picked the pocket of McKinney, and um, in the middle of the pitch, and then he runs like um, forty meters with the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, at pace, Played three on three, just because of his speed. And and he was just going straight straight towards goal. I think that's one of the fastest I've seen him. Some of the since he's come back from his injury, at the time he has looked like he's been running through treacle. And that bit. that that little transition moment there, I thought his pace looked he looked he looked good. But like, right, hands up, who hands up who wasn't screaming at him for what felt like a, like an hour and a half. While he was dribbling to make the pass, make the pass, what the fuck are you doing? Make the pass, make the pass, make the pass, come on! Oh, that's way better than the pass I was thinking you were going to make. Yeah, and he just put it into... <laughs> Mo, get, Mo gets about three metres of space, doesn't he, all around, and he just larrups it into the, you know, really great finish that. Top, top finish, Rosie. Oh, the power on it gave... You know. Placement as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I th- what did he turn it into? He turned it into... Bullshit, one. Point two one post shots. Yeah. Fuck off that can fuck off. What? <laughs> yeah, that he, can... Uh, oh my god, right. I literally <clears throat> have uh, right, in my notes, Jota picks the pocket of McKinney, three and three. Um uh, three, creates three and three with a sprint. Diogo, lovely pass inside mode to slam home near post, eleven eleven percent chance, turned into a twenty-one percent post shot. Top corner, fuck off. It's gone from point zero six on FB ref to point two one, yeah, but still that is utter garbage. That was top goal. Nonsense considering he, his his second goal went from point five one. Yeah. Not I'm not convinced that's a point five one, but anyway, to a point nine. What's the difference? Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It was a yeah. lovely finish, whatever. And it was great to see that was that was uh, Mo in a proper Liverpool goal transition moment that was it could have been Mane slotting him in or Bobby slotting him in at his best with Mane making the fade run outside which is what Gakpo did because they switched you could see the scissor movement um to, to for Mo to get in that side it was great and it was it was reminiscent of like 17-18 so um one of the things that I was immediately drawn to at the end and a half was um watching um Trent's past total build-up because what I wanted to track check was uh, that Thiago Alcantara made his debut in the famous match. He came on as a second-half sub against Chelsea. We were down to ten men, to be fair. Uh, when when we when we were still really really good at the start of 2021, uh, and Chelsea was still really good, and Thiago 83 passes, 83 passes in 48 minutes. It was basically a metronomic control. I think it was a Premier League record, wasn't it, for for a second half or something, for half a half a game or something like that. Um yeah. and Tr- Trent got and he was at uh, got eighteen percent of the team's total in that half. Trent in the first half against Leeds, he was so close, he got seventy six passes in forty six minutes. Um and he actually had a high percentage of the team, eighteen point three percent of the team's output. That's how central he was to everything. You know, which is when you when you think about Thiago then what was that? Three years ago, probably age twenty nine. Yeah, say at his absolute peak. Yeah, before his, before he got twatted by Richarlison. Um, yeah, that's that's quite something, really, isn't it? Yeah, but it's beautiful that you just mentioned that that because it was one of my stats for this game. 
that his grand total of 144 passes, which is phenomenal. He kind of cooled off in the second half a little bit, maybe. Um, In the 96 minute played, 1.6 passes per minute. Um, Like he had the ball at his feet the whole game. Thiago comes on for 10 minutes and has 25 passes. (laughs) Just unreal. Last two could be an absolute dream to watch. Just a quick point down on Jota's assist for Salah. Uh, that was his uh, 12th assist uh, since his last goal. It's mad. And also Mo has the most in that time with 16. And I asked Sai to check how many goals Mo had scored since Jota last scored. God, Sai, what was it, 28? 28. 28. <laughs> and the bad thing about Jota was, in his first year, we said, he's, a, he's Gary Lineker, basically. He scored loads yes. of goals, and, and, he, and he wasn't, he couldn't create anything. And then he goes on this run of 12 assists and no goals. It's just football. It's just Random football. Randomness of football. Yeah. That's what uh, people need to remember. So <laughs> Yeah. Randomness. Can I, can, here's, because I was looking at XA earlier, um, that Christian Eriksen has eight assists. From 3.1 XA. Wow. No, that is random. Yeah. That's James Milner to Coutinho, that. So, one of the things, I do want to talk about two other players. Uh, we'll talk about Konate after the second half for the goal, but I do want to talk about Curtis Jones, say. Um, we talked yes. about Curtis during the, remember that really, really, really horrible run in January and February, and we did all those pods there, and you know, Thiago, uh, you know, um, Naby Keita was in the team, and Bajatic was in the team, and we, we, we one pause we asked, well, you know, Curtis Jones is fit, he's available, he's not even getting a look in, the team is playing like an absolute drain, and he's not getting a look in, and all of a sudden now, I think, it is, is, this, is this three starts or four starts in a row for Jones, and now it's Harvey Elliott, he seems to be locked in a dungeon somewhere, um, Klopp's dungeon, and he's not getting a look in. Um, what's your thoughts on Jones, uh, particularly in this game, and how he's how he's taking his chance in this? Because you you've got a open disc- full disclosure. You are a big Curtis Jones fan, and you and you work with Curtis professionally, yeah? Uh yeah, I I, I have a vested interest in this. Um, he's he's a good kid. I like him a lot. Um, I see a very. I've always seen a very very technical, expansive player. He came into the team as as a wild card number ten. And uh, yeah, off the left a lot. Yeah, Klopp and Pep could could couldn't see um, how that fits into the Liverpool system, and the hole in the team came up in Ginny's position, and so he was, let's say, incentivized to play safer. His possession control needed to go needed to half basically. Um, in I say half in that he was he was always a minus player because he would yeah. play risky passes so he needed to be much more conservative and he did he he like he, he was he has like actual kpis statistical uh numbers that he had to hit per month per season uh and they weren't goals and assists um it was the opposite stuff and he would he did that for two seasons and then he started to get he was encouraged to to then add in a bit more uh, expansive stuff and if you remember last season he had a goal or assist like every 96 minutes but he was playing in the shitty cups and then he didn't play very much and then he got injured two very very random injuries this season but he's he has learned a lot 
um, from coaching, from um, uh, being retros- being uh, introspective, uh, lots of conversations with the coaching and other other players of how he's supposed to approach uh, the game, the intricacies of the game and the things he's supposed to do uh, in, in given moments so it becomes a bit more um, second nature. Or um, when to make the risky pass because his dial was too high and then it became way too low because he was too safe. And and he's, he seems to be in the last three games, as he's getting a little bit more comfortable in the team, picking the right moment. Um, so I'm I'm comfortable with his, he's not going to give the, way, the ball away with a risky back heel on the edge of his own box anymore. He is going, but he is going, he stopped doing it entirely and now he's starting to bring that back in the final third with the unbelievable pass he made. And it, there were three moments in the game where he made phenomenal assists and only one was uh, was uh, was scored from. But that's, you know, that that's a, that, that doesn't matter. Just, he made that incisive moment three three different times. But just on his physical assets as well, he's 6'1". He's a big lad. He will, fill out, he will fill out more, right? And, but he, he, he's, he's an actual midfield player. He's a big, strong... Tall, fast lad. Yeah. Good pace, you know, not, not you know, electric, but good pace, yeah. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah, he's, he's good, like, yeah, Henderson's, good, Henderson's yeah. faster than everyone thinks, and, and, and CJ's as fast as Henderson. He's a fast midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... He can take the ball in really, in really confined spaces, and he's not going to lose it like Ginny. He doesn't yeah. have Ginny's big, big arse that he can just back people off. Yeah. But he will, he will just, he will cut and slice at the ball. So, so he comes out of these areas, um, like with the, with just the angle of his first touch to, to pull away. Yeah. He's just a really good player. And it's just, yeah. he's just had limited opportunity. Yeah. One, one, because we were so good, which makes it hard for a young kid. He's but only we haven't been good this season. <laughs> no. Yeah. And two, yeah. because falling down clocks well at the same time as getting a couple of injuries here and there. Yeah. So, have you got any opinion on CF Comps as uh, one man crusade against Curtis? I I don't even know who he is. Okay, good. I've never said anything like it. Yeah. Um, people, people are weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the, I mean, one thing you did say in the chat as well. You think um, just on Elliot? Do, do you think that they 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 invest so much in Elliot that basically? Jones was kind of collateral damage in that. I mean, that was kind of his get his his potential minutes were basically just come to heart. That that's my feeling, yeah. Yeah. Now, Rosie, um, you collected the pressing in this match, and one thing you really, really wanted to look at in, in the analysis afterwards was was Curtis Jones because mm. you were you were you were impressed with him off the ball. I, I well, I I, I thought uh, from. Just the eye test before I'd seen the figures, I, I thought there were two standouts. I thought it was Jones and Jota. Um, and thankfully, it, it came to pass. Uh, what was it? Uh, 87% success efficiency from 23 presses. Yeah. Uh, but nine high-value presses from 23. Yeah. So, and I mean, donking ratio. Yeah. and Yeah, exactly. And a 76% possession. So, so his his his... Press is adjusted to thirty-two possession adjusted, which is which is pretty damn good for a centre mid. For somebody playing as an eight, it's there's three things I like. Not only the efficiency, but nine nine possession wins, but then six direct possession wins. So he's winning the ball off the player 
and then setting off himself. And then the other one was five of his possession wins led to counterattacks. Um, so yeah. in, in transition... Yeah, he was... He was yeah, wow. he, and he did that to what Sai referenced, picking pockets, that Jota thing. And he definitely picked pockets at least three times in the match, coming from... Um, yeah. the blind side of the player and stealing the ball and then immediately initiating a transition situation. Yeah. And and as we know, right, Rosie, we are a completely different animal. Our team is a completely different animal when we can get a transition situation in attack. Absolutely. Uh, and against a team that hardly wanted the ball, which is contrast to what Leeds have been in the past, but against a team like that, if you can get in and make transition moments... Um, it's invaluable. Got, yeah. yeah, you've got Curtis doing it. Um, you had Jota doing it, which Nunes hasn't done this season. Um, Gakpo was the highest, but his efficiency was poor, and there wasn't many high-value presses. No, it's just defensive in nature again. It's, it's just that, that 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 false nine role. Whoever I think what we've learned from pressing collections is whoever plays that false nine role, whether it's Bobby, Jota or Cody, will get the highest press volume in the team. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, Bobby used to have more... Um, high value press, yeah, and it. possession wins. Yeah, yeah. The, the hope is the hope is that Cody can learn that side of yes. things, become more proactive in his press. But one of the issues, and I saw people before we scored our first goal saying, What because of, of Jota's possession losses and not being able to ball it, people saying, Why the fuck isn't Nunes playing? Why this is why Nunes isn't playing because Jota is is pressing, is doing the job. And Klopp referenced it at the end of the game, he thought this was our best counter pressing. Um, performance yeah. season. can't do that without a Jota. You can't do that without a Jones. You need yeah. players doing it. Yeah. You know, Leeds, Leeds had a five, uh, uh, 5.5 passes per defensive action, uh, which is the lowest in the season of Liverpool uh, opposition. So, like, we pressed them really quickly. Yeah, against stats bombs data or against Opta's data. Yeah. So, so whatever the nuances of our system is different, but just in volume, it, we definitely press them more frequently. Yeah, it was our it was our lowest of the season, four point two eight on understat. But yeah, exactly. But our stats are miles better than that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the Papa, because I wonder. I wonder. You you, you press these things, uh, Dan. What you know, you're saying about Bobby get is better at uh, counter pressing and, and high value. I wonder if uh, that thing that we used to do a lot to create that uh, pressing moment, long ball, the long ball at the, the fake onto, heading, onto, exactly. Yes. So he, he was already turning to press the guy. Yes, yeah. yes. But they were counted as possession wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the synchronous of the front three, and then the guy behind, two of the eights coming as well to win those second balls. Yeah. So people always think of the trap or, or the pressing trigger as something after you've lost the ball. Yeah. But we were so good at it, we used to create the the moment we lost possession. Yeah. So we would sacrifice a one percent um, expected threat position. Yep. In the hope of getting a seventy percent expected threat position. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And to and, and to be fair to Gakpo, he joined in January. There's a lot to learn if he's going to be playing that role. So the hope is that he can he can develop some of Bobby's Bobby's skills. I think because, like you said, Rosie, I think it was very it was a very 
very defensive. He was just covering, covering, covering channels, blocking passing lanes, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and funneling, fun, funneling yeah. leads onto other players, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and then funneling them, onto, funneling them onto um, more, or in particular Jota's side, and then they were lumping it because yeah. Jota really quick onto him. Whereas sometimes this season against teams, he's funneled it, or Bob has funneled them towards where Nunes has been. And Nunes hasn't been quick enough to get onto the player, so they've had the space to pass it to their six or yeah. pass it around him to, to their winger, and then and then they're in transition and we're on the back. Yeah. Well, okay. when I was sorry, Doff, when I was watching, um, I remember four different occasions at least where um, where we had effective counter pressers uh, that came from us losing the ball. Like so, so Trent lost the ball, went uh, sprinted to go win it back. Um, uh, Jota did it. Thiago did it more than uh, right near the end to to create uh, what happened in the end was uh, CJ's cross to um, Bobby. Uh, Bobby missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- but they were from like they were from our player losing possession and then them sprinting as hard as they can yeah. immediately. CJ did it as well uh, early in the first half, and I don't remember us doing that this season. It was something we've been missing. Just got on to mute, say. Is he not in mute button? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd finished. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk about another player I think is quite key in a number of different ways is Ibu Kanate, I want to talk about next. Um, so, first of all, let's talk about the Leeds goal at 2 1, Sai, because you um, were quite unhappy at half time um, despite the score, and you posted something about Ibu, and then within three minutes of the restart, he makes a Pretty catastrophic howler. So, what, do you just want to outline your your general concerns or about Ibu, and then and and and, and your specific thoughts on on why that got why that error happened? Well, I, I think I think they're really interesting. To be fair, that's why I'm asking you to explain them. Ibu is not a system defender, so he's not always in the right position. Um, his spacing between between him and uh, his his uh, teammates is not great. Um, and I don't know if there's a communication thing, maybe, um, but I don't think he reads um, the structure of the opposition, what in impending danger, but his physical qualities are so phenomenal that he can make a pass and then get back to cover the mistake that he's made. And so Ibu is our, is our best emergency defender by a mile. Uh, Joe Gomez used to be quite good at it, but he's definitely lost a little bit of something in speed from his injury, which is, but so Ibu does two things. He chases the ball, which is not what a good defender does, a natural defender, which I think you, you guys uh, documented earlier that he, because I say he pops out of formation to go and go and get the ball back. Uh, and you said, what was his numbers, Darth? Uh, the most presses ever by a Liverpool centre back. Seventeen. Actually, he had Canati had eighteen in the away game against Benfica last year. But in the Premier League match, this is the most presses ever by a Liverpool centre back. Seventeen. Yeah. Makes it makes total sense that because he comes out more than every everybody else. Um, but then he also is sprinting back. So if if there's somebody else makes a mistake, he is great at getting back to cover them. So. In a team that is structurally dysfunctional, it's important that you have him in the team. But he also might cause some of that dysfunction himself. 
Yeah, so you've got Virgil Dyke at his peak. He used to read the game so well that he never got dribbled past, um, never hardly had to make a tackle, um, whereas Canate isn't reading what's happening like Van Dyke at his peak were doing and then just chases the ball and then thinks, fuck, I've got to get back now or I've got to make a tackle or I've got to use my physicality, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that having talked about Bobby Rick Just, I think it's a really good comparison of um, the difference between Lalana's pressing and Bobby's pressing is the difference between the other centre-backs we have and Ibu's defending. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. (laughs) This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, magboxes, and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Yeah. And specifically the goal, um, the court and the ball, um, you... You were thinking it was because of um, it, the system changes and him thinking, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? What am, and then before you realised, he, he spent a fraction too long and then he was caught, yeah? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Because he was, he was so wide outside, there's nobody outside of him. Yes. So, so, it, so he had to turn inside um, and he was just a little bit too late to do it. So usually in that position there would be a Trent or Harvey on the halfway line to his right, which would be one option, which would have needed blocking from a, from a Leeds player. And then one of the eights will make either a passing lane, either side of the incoming uh, defenders. Uh, but there was the eight was uh, about 400 metres away from him and there was nobody on the right-hand side. Yeah. So, so we had two guys sprinting straight at him blocking any forward pass so he he had to turn inside to Virgil Virgil it would have been a hospital pass if he'd have passed it to him anyway unless it was perfect but he just had a bad touch yeah yeah I noticed after that though his next four passes four or five passes were straight back to Alison instant yeah Yeah. Uh, he's got the joint fifth most uh errors leading to defensive errors leading to a shot in the league this season the Premier League this season so yeah, one little thing yeah, you can improve. Yeah, one little thing you can improve for sure. Our our first defensive error on the ball for six games. Well, can uh, we just caveat caveat this by? This is not me saying he's shit. He's no, young. No. Yeah, he's, being yeah. a good defender it, happens as you get older. Yeah, he's still only twenty three. Yeah, absolutely. These, these these are just these are just observations that are things that, areas of improvements. It's just analysis. It's yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> no, don't get offended, people. 
Yeah. Um, Rosie, um, as I said, you, you did the pressing for this one. What, what did you mean? 17 presses for a centre back then? Again, and it wasn't a huge, it was 170 presses in the match, 165, I think, actually, you know, which is not a huge amount, but it's, it's a lot for a centre back, right? What did you think when you were collecting? It's a, it's a huge amount. And interestingly, on uh, Phil's got an LFC press directional map, which is superb. Um, him and Trent, his average position is exactly the same place. Yes. Um, he, he was very aggressive. Virgil hardly did any pressing, so his is slightly ahead. But Which I think that's, that's and I think that suits Virgil as well, doesn't it? He can, he, he, yeah, he's a fair man almost. Because yeah. if he's doing it and his pressing's effective, I know there, there were four, was it four? Four fails out of 17 and four, four possession wins. Is risky. Yeah. Let's see that for a centre back. And again, this is what I mean about other teams exploiting it. Because he's pressing in such a dangerous area with no one behind him, uh, there's the. the that's going to cost us if he keeps doing if, it. If it was if it was one fail out of seventeen with four possession wins, we probably that's a good trade off, yeah. But yes. four, yeah, yeah, four, four is definitely too many, isn't it? Absolutely too many. But the fact that there were another thirteen um, where he's pushing off, back, off, yeah, when he's pushing them back, and then we're getting the ball, <clears> to, <throat> then getting the Baltimore and attacking down that side. That's that's the risk. That's the payoff that Klopp's doing at the moment because Kanate is covering such a large amount of space. Then you need you, you are you've got that risk. You've got that payoff. And in this game, it worked. In other games, it's not going to. So the the other thing we have to talk about with Kanate say is 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 in in extension of the um, inverting the pyramid chat we had before. Um, his role is kind of impossible now in this with with Trent playing this inverted role. He does to and and. Ha- Canati would have to be Superman to to do the, the centre back and the the right back covering. He is one of the reasons I like the change, right? Because instead of looking at numbers and formations and positions, if you just align attributes, each yeah. individual's player attributes with uh, specific outcomes that you want, like the thing he does well is sprint like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, he one he, and, he, and 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 one v one. He's very good. One v one. So if he, uh, and he can he, absolutely, he can outmuscle somebody one v one, or if they knock the ball up to them before that before they get into the channel. So he he might be one of the better players in Europe suited to to be um, that auxiliary I, I, right centre back, right back sweeper. I was disappointed last week on the Arsenal pod where you didn't mention where he absolutely cleaned out Granite Xhaka with an absolute oh, beast man. of a tackle. That was bad. So good. That was old school, that was. <laughs> yeah, that's Canate, yeah. That, that is Canate. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, God, he's going to get booked here, but it was such a good tackle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, we we basically... Solved a lot of our problems, Si. We got more legs into midfield, got more bodies in midfield. We got an extra effectively a body in build. We got better players in build, right? But the trade-off here is that, you know, what we did it was we, we effectively played without a right-back, put him into midfield, and we had a massive... Or every, <laughs> it's so weird looking at the passing that works. There's literally two centre-back, two centre-halves, a left-back, and a two centre-mids, and, and a big hole. And, um, and like you say, like you said... Canati's going to do the best job he can, right? So he's the best equipped we've got to do it in this system, right? Yeah. But it, it's still the impossible job, right, for him? Well, I think because of how we play, 
and because of who's on the pitch, right? It's that uh, that blanket thing that that uh, that Rafa used to talk about. Yes, at some, at, we can't we can't cover everything. No, right. And the way we played was it made Fab have to cover the most distance. Right, laterally. Who or... do you want yeah. in the weakest position on the pitch having to cover the most distance? Fabinho or Ibu? Mm. So if if that's if that's the trade-off, I think it's dealing from a position of strength. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. The system changes try to m- optimize our strongest points and mitigate our weakest points. Yeah. And which I is think, which is I what everybody does. Yeah. The best coaches, that's what they do. But all season long, it's been the, all season long, it's been the opposite. We've been yeah. optimizing our weak points yeah. and suppressing our strong points. But yeah, anyway, hallelujah. Pressing strong point. Yes. Uh, one XG from pressing in three shots, five counters. Yeah. This is exactly what we want. It's good, yeah, good production. And Leeds, Leeds were slightly helpful, of course, but, yeah, we have to acknowledge that. But, yeah, it's still, I think it was still good, Rosie. It was still a lot to like. And um, um, so, so sorry, just bring it again back to the um, inverting the pyramid discussion, right? We just played Real Madrid. They had the best left wing in the world in Vinicius Jr. There are other left wingers in the world of, you know, reasonable quality, not as good as Vinny, obviously. Napoli lad. Oh, yeah, quite quite scaling. Did you see his numbers against Milan? Oh, my God, they went out. Unbelievable. He had something like 13 key passes and shots, and and then they went out anyway. Unbelievable. Do you you watch the game? No. Oh, yeah, he he, he is unbelievable. And at the same time, he was, it was the occasion, I think, it was. It looked like the world was on his shoulders. Yeah, and and he was never going to score. No, uh, one of them. Which is why he missed a penalty. But but he right. does this unbelievable, like uh, his Napoli do the thing that we talk about breaking um, like low blocks down brilliantly. The yeah. one touch passing and the angle, and, and and it's not even just the one touch passing. It's the angle. I've never seen it before of of their one touch pass. Is is so often off the floor, just over a foot. Like I don't mean a foot in height, but I mean the way they're flicking it just over the tackler's foot. Or I've never seen anything like it, and they do it all the time. So it's very obviously part of their practice. Uh, and and Kvara does it like brilliantly, and he he jinks inside, and um and he does this absurd um like uh, sand wedge with the inside of his foot. Um, so he's making an inverted cross. And, and it has so much whip and dip on it. It's unbelievable. And it's not a, cr- it's not a cross. It's a, it's a chipped pass onto the centre spot to finish. And he created four or five absolute sitters that the keeper just saved or they missed. Mitoma and Martinelli are two I'd bring up. So, point, points I was going to ask though, right? Is so, so there are other good left-wingers out there. So what do we do with this? If it's assuming like it's worth playing 80-20 rule, Carita rule, if this system is going to work 80% of the time, brilliant, right? They'll become a get what do we do in the situ- in the matchups where opposition has that really good left wing aside? How do we how do we mitigate that? What what yeah. would you do to, how would you tweak it tactically or systemically? 
So we've got Forest, West Ham. Spurs. No, forget the forget the games coming up, right? Say we just say we we come up against we, we go into next season playing this system, and we come up against like Martinelli, Arsenal, or we're coming up against Matoma for Brighton. Well, it's a really good left winger. Or Vinicius in the Champions League. What? What? How do we? How does our system mitigate that coming up against that? They snuff out the source. Yeah, it's it's the gamble we're willing to take. There's the you're not going to shut that down by making Trent sit there. But what no. you are going to do is nullify our our attack by making Trent sit there. Yeah. So so instead of doing that, stop the pass to them in the first place. So maybe you get one of your your midfielders higher up to come. Or do what we did in this game, which yeah. was pass like a motherfucker really quickly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What did we do in the second half against Arsenal to stop? Martinelli's threat. What were we stopped? To be fair, they went and sat on their own box. Yeah, right. yeah. I was gonna, but I was gonna say though that you know, there's, 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 there's other examples in the Premier League this season, like two really good ones I can think of, where the inverted fullback has been really at pains for the team. The team has suffered on the back. So the first of all was Zinchenko against us last weekend. He was permanently inverted, and Salah had all the ten shots, twenty touches in the box. He basically was up against Gabriel the whole match, wasn't he? Yeah. Just, it was, they, they chose to man marking with Gabriel, and that's that. Yeah, but, but, what yeah, they but, did is what we is what we're choosing to do with Canate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but the other, the other one was early in the season with um, when Newcastle played Man City at home, and Man City played with Cal Walker inverted, and um, Alan San Maximum just basically stayed wide left, hugged the touchdown the whole game. He was man of the match, I think. He got, I think, he got two assists, four big chances created, something stupid like that, and he ran riot. But you know, yeah. he, he, you know, but he was really easy out ball for Newcastle in that match. That's and what I was saying by the four two four. That's the yeah. way to counteract us. Yeah, it's, which it's, is it's a it's a gamble of who who's going to win. Which is what happened with them um, with with Brazil in you know when he got the four two five. Was it Grincher on the left wing? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, there's there's That's your ta- old school references today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert Chapman. <laughs> uh, should we any anything from the um the four riotous second half goals that you want to any highlights that you want to talk about um say oh, isn't there another pressing a goal from a press uh no no jotters was on the edge of the box wasn't it but you don't count you don't count cj's robbing the ball back i i didn't know i i thought it, gakpo just dinked it over and then uh, Jones got there first, but you might be right. It, it was just a, a close one to call. Uh, okay, fair enough. But either way, it was a phenomenal pass. What a pass. Gerard. Phenomenal pass. Um, and I didn't see it either. Like the the pundits in the uh in in, in the studio, n- none of them saw that pass either. It was it was uh it was that's what he can do, and he just does, he, he's yet to have the opportunity to do it at a senior level. That's the thing. He's done it for the twenty ones a couple of times. He's done it in in our our reserves quite a lot. But yeah, it was it was brilliant. And what what were you saying about one of the one of the goals was twenty eight passes, twenty five passes before um, Jota's second second goal. And I absolutely, it's, I think Jota listens to this pod because goes <laughs> that goal. Uh, it kind of comes off his shin and goes in off the post, and he just stands there and goes. How long have I waited? Yeah. That and was the- that was some fucking goal that to get that was like that that was like fucking Torres. 
It, it, all, all the passes were down his right hand side and on the edge of the box. It was lovely. And we can't forget the uh, the uh, one where there's Jota wins the ball back, like you say, and then there's a lovely Robo overlap and great pass. Um, Gakpo's assists and expected assists and passes and key passes have been poor, but this one was a lovely little control and death pass. Most control was ace, and then it turns a point five into a point nine one. What a finish! And even even Darwin got a nice composed oh, yes. finish. Lovely ball from Trent over the top. And what a ball! Where 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 has that composure been for Darwin? Oh. Well, you've got the figures for under and over performing. Pull them out of the bag, Dan, because Nunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's 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 two and two point seven goals under still under his xG still even after that goal for the season, Uh, and he isn't unfortunately he's in the top ten in the Premier League this season for um, uh, underperforming his expected goals. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, just got the list is um, yeah Nunes is tenth and. Um, Pereira, is it? What's his name? Is it Andreas? Andreas Pereira, the ex-Man United player. He's yeah. top for Fulham uh, with three point one underneath. Then Anthony, uh, Dom Solanke, um, Christian Eriksen. You got mentioned earlier, and our old friend Neil Mope, who just literally cannot hit a barn door. He's two and a half goals under his XG again this season. Willock, who had a hot streak last season. <clears throat> yeah, Kai Havertz, <laughs> Alexis McAllister from Open Play, not Pens, where he's actually very good, uh, and Eddie and Ketia, who was. Arsenal fans were tearing the hair out over, and then Darwin Nunes. 9.53 from McAllister XG, that is bloody good. Yeah, but he's got six pens in there. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, non-penalty, sorry. 5.59, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and unfortunately, the best the best or the hottest finishes in the league, it is obviously Erling Haaland with plus eight, and then Harry Kane, plus 4.5, and then Martin Odegaard. Um, he scored. He kind of, he, but he's nice though. He kind of passes the ball into the goal. He's really, really nice finisher, isn't he? Odegaard. So you've got Odegaard, Martinelli, and Saka in the top eight. Yeah, it tells you a lot, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, any other business, say si? anything you had written down that you didn't get to didn't get to mention? No, just more piss. Um, that at three <laughs> one. At three one, there was still that moment in the uh, like beginning of the first half, uh, second half, where um, what was he called? The American Aronson. Yeah, yeah. Is he American? Yeah, Aronson. brilliant shot. Super presser as well. Allison yeah. was yeah. fuming. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant shot. Absolutely no pressure. And at three two, what happens? Yeah, Allison absolutely fuming. I, I think. Uh, one star I had, I think, uh, since December 16, if we've got a two-goal lead, we've won 111 out of 115 now. And at half-time with a two-goal lead, this was a 40-game streak. So with half-time with a two-goal lead, we've won 40 out of 40. So 41 now. But when they scored, I thought, well, that record's gone. <laughs> I think that's a legacy. I think that's a legacy of this season's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if this is a sign of things to come, um, for the, the back end of this season, build, building next season, then I think it's it's definitely got the initial big thumbs up from uh, from us at UP, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It looks I we had there was nothing for us to attach ourselves to. No, it there was, was no hope. There was no, there was no hope. No direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
and we, we couldn't could... see what how we we're going to get out of this without buying a whole bunch of new players or something because it looked like Klopp had no answers. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We're also twelve percent for top four, Dan. Don't let's let's just do one game at a time, Rudy, and see. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, that's the thing. I noticed. I'm not even on Twitter really at the moment, and I'm still seeing all these articles coming up, all these optimistic things after one good performance. I mean, don't we learn anything? Four, four of the next five games at home. So, aren't yeah, and as Phil would say, it's one and a half games of good performance. Yeah, he's not here to say it, so I'll say it for him. It's one and a half games, people. But yes, let's keep fingers crossed, and let's uh, let's enjoy the ride from here. Anyway, that's been your Under Pressure podcast for this week. Up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.